Good evening, and welcome to Midnight Audio Theater, the weekly show where we feature new and original audio dramas, be they adventure, mystery, sci-fi, or comedy. I'm your host, Kathy Brunella. Well, the end of the year is fast approaching, which means it's time to break out the holiday tales. But while we're all used to hearing the traditional stories of Rudolph, or the Grinch, or Christmas Carol, for this show we like to find some holiday stories that are a bit more original. The audio drama community never disappoints in that department, and tonight we've got two uncommon tales that are Christmas-related. We're kicking things off with the fantastic storytelling of The Truth Podcast, about a country's desire for new leadership, and the promise of making every morning Christmas morning. It's worth noting that this is also a political satire story, which was originally commissioned and aired back in 2015, in case you hear some familiar references. It's time to get out there and vote this Christmas. This is Santa for President. I have a confession. I am a sucker for those old Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. The stop motion animation, Santa Claus, Rudolph. And I'm pretty sure I'm not alone because they repeat them every year. But there's, there's just something about them. It's like a Christmas ornament world come to life. You know, there's that actual little tiny light bulb in Rudolph's nose. It captures that feeling of waking up on Christmas morning to proof that magic is real. And I think that still feels special as an adult because um, if you pay any attention to politics and the news, it can be pretty tough to get excited, especially right now. And so as a present to you, we made a story that takes the modern world of adult politics and puts it in the middle of an old-fashioned Christmas special. This is The Truth. I'm Jonathan Mitchell. And today's story will warm your heart, even if what you're feeling right now is this. Ah, humbug. Christmas a humbug, Uncle? No, I'm sure you don't mean that. I mean just that. That's actually from the 1938 radio drama version of A Christmas Carol. Uh, That's Scrooge, of course. Lionel Barrymore as Scrooge. And uh, you can hear the whole thing online if you want. It's on audible.com. Audible is the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment, and they're offering the Truth listeners a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash truth, choose a title, and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash truth. That's audiblepodcast.com slash truth. And get started today. The Truth is also supported today by Parachute. Parachute is a company online that sells luxury bedding and duvet covers and that kind of stuff. I actually got a set of sheets from them. And um, instead of telling you how great the sheets are myself, um, my wife is actually a, uh, a much more discerning critic of sheets than me. And so I called her up at work. She's at work right now. And this is her review. I love them. They are the best sheets I've ever had. Really? The best ones you've ever had in your entire life? The best ones I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. I mean, and you're pretty old, so... <laughs> I am ancient. Shop online at parachutehome.com slash truth for new sheets, duvets, and other luxury bedding essentials, and receive $25 off your first order by using the offer code TRUTH. That's parachutehome.com slash truth, and save by using the offer code TRUTH. Okay, here we go. This is our brand new story. It was commissioned by NPR's All Things Considered. This is called Santa for President. 
Remember, we only get one shot at this, so when we get in there, just follow my lead. Right behind you. He needs to know we're pros. Don't act starstruck, and don't get distracted Is by- Is that a photo of Rudolph? Shiny objects. Welcome to the North Pole. May I help you? Carol Pearson and Jim Longhorn for Santa Claus. You have an appointment? Yes, 3 p.m. We're a little early. Managed to catch an earlier sled. Uh-huh. A Miss Pearson and Mr... Longhorn. Longhorn. To see you, sir, from... Pearson Associates, political consultants. Political consultants? You're three o'clock? <laughs> He'll be with you in a moment. Can I get you anything? Hot cocoa? I'd love a coffee. Ooh, make that too. We have cocoa. That's all we have. Of right. course. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Come on in. Mr. Claus. Please, call me Santa. Carol Pearson, and this is my deputy, Jim Longhorn. Hello. Well, have a seat. What can I do you for today? I'm going to cut right to the chase, Santa. We need you. Your country needs you. Assuming your country is the U.S. of A., which we hope it is. Or Canada. We can work with Canada. Well, I, I was born in the Germantown section of Philadelphia. Pennsylvania. Swing state. W- wait a minute. What do you mean? Needs me. To unite us, to inspire us, to lead us. Lead you where? Anywhere you like. That's the great thing about the job. What job? We want you to run for president. (laughs) You must be confusing me with someone else. Really? Last time I checked, there's only one Santa. Well, technically there's thousands of them, at least one per shopping mall, but... One true Santa. Santa. The non-politician who for generations has been making Americans' dreams come true. Santa, the iconoclast who keeps his own list, makes his own rules, and doesn't need Washington telling him what to do. Santa, the ultimate outsider. So much the outsider, he might as well live on the North Pole. Well, as you can see, I do live on... And now he's ready to sled on into this election, shattering the political mold. Into a million pieces. But I've never even held... Elective office. We know. I've I've never even... Never even voted. Genius. It's like you've been planning this your whole life. Yeah, we're on to you, Santa. Your resume, unimpeachable. Literally. Your approvals, through the roof. (laughs) I mean, sure, we've got some work to do. Non-believers and such. Non-be-what? But that's where Jim and I come in. We'll work with you. Mold you. Like a, a beautiful ice sculpture. Well, I do love ice sculptures. We need you, Santa. America needs you. All we want for Christmas is you. What do you say? But honey, you're hundreds of years old. Oh, so what? Reagan was almost 70. And reporters, they pry into our personal lives. Oh, what personal lives? We're the definition of an old married couple. Me, a political wife, first lady. You could do such good. Take on a cause. I've got a cause. Christmas! And so do you. Well, exactly, but it's only one day a year. One day out of 365. But this way, we could spread joy and cheer all year long. That's what presidents do, spread joy and cheer. I don't think it's that simple. Well, maybe it should be. Maybe Americans would be a heck of a lot happier if their politicians spent less time arguing and more time ho-ho-hoing. I don't know. Come on. Angela, honey, you watch C-SPAN? 
You know what it's like down there in Washington, all that fighting. Why, I could be the post-post-partisan president Americans so desperately want. Isn't that Santa's job? To give people what they want? Well... Come on. What do you say? The gift giver in chief has thrown his Santa hat into the presidential race, announcing his candidacy before thousands of cheering supporters in Richmond, the capital of the all-important swing state of Virginia. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, and he wants to be your president. We love you, Santa. Are you happy with the status quo? No. Isn't it time you were happy every day of the year? Yes! Isn't it time politicians in Washington stopped bickering and started running our country like I run our Christmas? Yes! Isn't it time we woke up every single day and said, it's Christmas morning in America! Santa's announcement was long on festivity and short on specifics, but that didn't seem to bother his excited supporters. I just want to wake up every morning and have it be Christmas morning. I'm Jewish. I mean, I don't even celebrate Christmas, but who doesn't like Santa, you know? And the guy just makes me smile. I think Santa would be a good president. Also, I want presents every day. A Dominus Rex breakout, the Lego, remote control jet, construction chain, sled, cell phone watch, spy rover, what do you think of this mock-up of the campaign poster? I told you, no necktie. I want him always in the suit. He's in a suit. The Santa suit. Oh, my bad. Where's my opposition research? Oh, right here. N careful, it's heavy. Well, if it isn't the future president of the United States. Oh my goodness, all these people. Don't worry, we're not paying any of them. You're a thing, Santa. Even better than a person, you're a thing. Have a seat. Now for the fun part. Fun? She's kidding, it's not fun at all. Oh. Our opposition research on ourselves. We've dug up anything that someone else could use against you. Against me? Don't freak out. We do this for everybody. Trust me, running for president today is color by numbers. Okay. Taxes. We've got no record of you paying taxes. Well, Mrs. Claus handles the books. That's right. Mrs. Claus handles the books. You had no knowledge of this unfortunate administrative discrepancy, and when you learned of it, you immediately corrected it. We'll amend, file, dump the news some Friday afternoon. Probably only Al Jazeera picks it up. Another red flag. Oh, yes, all the names. Chris Kringle, St. Nicholas, Father Christmas. Pell's Nickel? What's that about? Well, they're nicknames. Yeah. Have you opened bank accounts under all these names? I don't know. Overseas accounts? I live on the North Pole. Everything is overseas. Don't need the details. Just need you to close them. From now on, one name, Santa, and you bank in America. Nothing goes wrong when you bank in America. It says here you smoke. I do not. I can smell it from here, Santa. It's the chimneys. I've spent a lifetime climbing up and down chimneys. Oh, that would do it. You know, I don't like all this questioning. Nobody likes it, Santa, but it's the system. And when you run for president, you got to work within the system. But I'm an outsider. Isn't that the point? That I come from outside the system. Being outside the system is the new system. I know, confusing. Next, your marriage. Any lust in your heart? Spark and I are thinking about Aruba after Christmas when it's dead around here. 
You guys ever been to Sandals? Like we'll ever have downtime again after Santa becomes president. Hand me a slinky. Slinky! Who do you think will be saddled with the job of making people happy every day of the year? Trust me, after the election, we can all kiss vacations adios. Nerf ball. Nerf ball. Really? You think Santa's even thought of staffing up? Upgrading the equipment? Look at this conveyor belt, just creaking along. Why am I the only one concerned with even basic maintenance around here? I'm sure Santa will think of something. He just wants to make people happy. Well, they won't be so happy when they realize we can't churn out Christmas every day of the year. And just how popular will President Santa be then, when he's disappointing people left and right? Am I honestly the only student of history around here? Jenga! Whoa, easy! Jenga! Maybe you're right. Maybe Santa didn't really think this whole president thing through. Okay, now, remember what we talked about. You answer... The question I want, not the question I get. And ignore the moderator. Your only audience is... Iowa and New Hampshire. The moderator... Doesn't exist. She's what? Uh, A nobody. A nobody. You're a natural Santa. Now, go get him. By a random draw conducted earlier this evening among the various campaigns, the first question of the night will go to candidate Santa Claus. Mr. Claus, your candidacy has inspired a lot of enthusiasm on the trail. Oh, yes, isn't it wonderful? No doubt, because you've promised Americans all the happiness of Christmas every day of the year. Ho, ho, ho. But you've been short on specifics about how you'd achieve such year-round happiness. How you'd address the specific challenges facing Americans today. Like, for example, the price of pharmaceuticals. No? How specifically would a clause administration address the rising cost of prescription drugs in this country? Well, Betsy... um, I I go by Elizabeth now. Oh, Betsy's all grown up. Okay, Elizabeth. I'll tell you what I tell everyone I meet. From the Cornhuskers of Iowa to the tax-free shoppers of New Hampshire, I tell them, put it on your list. Could you elaborate? Well, sure. If you're not naughty but nice, Santa will bring you the things you put on your list. Need prescription drugs? Put them on your list. Which drug do you need, Betsy? Uh, Elizabeth? No, I'm not asking for myself specifically. Why, I've been... I've been bringing you everything you've asked for since you were, what, three years old? Well... Remember that Charlie's Angels doll you asked for? Action figure, actually. Yes, you put Sabrina on your list because she was the smart one, just like you. Well, thank you. And this is just like that. Just put it on your list. Right, America? Put it on your list. 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 It's Christmas morning in America. Today, fewer men and women will go to work than any other day of the year, and they'll feel great about that. Children will wake up to that special toy they really, really wanted. Relatives will engage in spirited political discourse with nothing but joy and love in their hearts. It's Christmas morning in America, the happiest day of the year. 
Why wouldn't we want every day to be this happy? Santa Claus for President. Just say ho. Just say ho? Really? Mrs. Claus, are those people actors? Why, I think the commercial is sweet in its own way. <laughs> eggnog is sweet. That ad, that's manipulation. I prefer eggnog. The message is a little simplified, yes, but Santa's not a man for complications. But that's just it. Running a country is very complicated. How is he possibly going to deliver on all those promises? Well, he has a plan, right, Mrs. Claus? Santa's not going to become president and then just try to wing it. No, no, I, I mean, yes, yes, of course. He's working on a plan. His advisors, I, I'm sure they've got a plan. Because if they didn't have a plan, we'd all be sunk. Our credibility kaput. You know that, right? Of course I know that. You're sure? I'm quite sure. Well, okay then. Everybody's sure. Enough, Dawdling. We've got a Christmas to get ready for. He's taking the country by storm. And we don't mean snowstorm. Santa Claus, the gift of leadership. Ahead on Good Morning Sunday. Borogod Rocka. Why, I'm a huge fan. Well, you can call me Bo, and I'm a huge fan of your Santa. <laughs> In fact, if my mother had told me that I'd be interviewing Santa Claus one day... Ah, come on, you're a precocious kid, and this wouldn't have surprised you one bit. Now, you remember that sweatshirt I got you? The one with those cat eyes on the back? From the original Broadway cast of Cats. Oh, of course. Bo, what a memory! <laughs> All alone in the moonlight. Of course I remember. Wow! <laughs> Which is why it pains me to raise this. No? I have here a copy of a formal complaint filed with the Department of Labor alleging that your workshop pays its elf force zero. Let me repeat, zero dollars an hour for their work product. Well, they don't do it for the money. Not only is that a blatant violation of WTO labor standards. WTO? But under U.S. trade law. Any goods produced using underage or unpaid labor, i.e. servitude... Ser servitude who? ...cannot be brought into the United States. Meaning that for generations, Santa, what you've termed Christmas gifts are in fact contraband. And as contraband, they belong not to the children who received them, but to federal customs authorities. Even the cat's sweatshirt? Even the cat's sweatshirt. Literally, every gift you have ever given an American child is liable for seizure at any time by faceless government bureaucrats. Oh, that's not good. No, it isn't. So, what do you have to say for yourself, Santa? Well, I'd say... Put it on your list. The wheels are off the sled. The Claus campaign for president is in utter disarray this morning, following an admission by the candidate himself that he has repeatedly violated international labor Flustered laws. campaign officials are trying to argue that U.S. labor laws do not apply to the far northern jurisdiction in which their candidate resides. This is nothing but a governmental power grab, an exercise in extraterritoriality that should offend... So you're saying that Santa is above the law? No. What I'm saying is what that... What other laws has Santa broken? Why 
haven't you released his taxes? Mrs. Claus handles the books. Naughty or nice, how does he know? Is he using wiretaps? No, of course not. A pattern of breaking into homes by the millions every year. What? Isn't it true that his entire life story is fiction? (gasps) No comment. I've been reduced to a caricature. Can you imagine? Santa, a caricature. Drink your cocoa, sweetie. It'll make you feel better. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Claus, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Candy cane? Yes, please. How bad is it? Real bad. Our numbers across the board slashed. The share of voters who say Santa quote-unquote cares about people like me Rock bottom. Nobody wants to have a beer with you. So, what do we do? I'm sorry, but you've got to drop out. You can bounce back in a couple of years, run for, I I don't know, a comptroller? Definitely, maybe. Would you give us the room, please? Of course. Merry Christmas. Well, I just wanted to make a difference, Angela. To make people happy. Every day. I know, sweetie. And now nobody's happy. Not with me. All because of one lousy labor complaint. Who would do that to me? Honey. Had to be someone who... Who... I... The elves. Now, don't jump to conclusions. Why would they? Of all people. No, honey, wait. Poor Santa. Having his good name dragged through the snow like that. This whole thing has been terrible for his Q score. Okay, elves, gather round. Chris, hold on. No, no. We're a family. And a family tells each other the truth. Especially at the holidays. Where is this going? Beats me. It's true. We don't get paid for what we do here. Though we do have a generous 11 months of vacation and unlimited candy canes. We do it for love. Love of children, love of Christmas. So, I need to know, why would you file that labor complaint? Us? Do we sound like Deep Throat to you? Well, if it wasn't you, then who was it? It was me. (gasps) Angela! I'm sorry, sweetie, but we just can't deliver happiness every day of the year. No one can. And I knew that when voters realized that, they'd turn against you, tarnishing your legacy, putting Christmas itself at risk. I couldn't let that happen. I had to save you. I had to save Christmas. I... I I, I don't know what to say. She's right, Santa. The joy of Christmas is enough. It's always been enough. So, can we just leave the politicking to the professionals? And the retired neurosurgeons? The reality TV hosts? The peanut farmers? The Screen Actors Guild presidents? The quirky billionaires? The rainbow coalescers? The pizza delivery execs? The audaciously hopeful community organizers? And the wives slash kids of other politicians? What do you say, honey? I say... Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> oh, hey, one thing, though. We're on the Fed's radar now, so you really do have to start paying us. I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Please have 
Santa for President, featuring Tom Ligon as Santa Claus, with Rachel Dratch, Russell G. Jones, Connie Ray, Shana Feinberg, Joe Firestone, Willie Appleman, Phoebe Tires, Helen Cox, T.J. Mannix, Lauren Ashley Smith, Bill Roffling, and Mo Rocca. It was written by Mario Correa and produced by me, Jonathan Mitchell. It was commissioned by NPR's All Things Considered and will have its broadcast premiere on NPR on Christmas Day. If you'd like to know more about our show, we have a website, thetruthpodcast.com. The Truth is a part of Radiotopia from PRX, a collective of some of the best story-driven shows. And uh, I have to tell you that all of us at Radiotopia were just blown away at how generous all of you were during our fun drive. Thank you for your support. We really wouldn't be here without you. Thank you to those who donated, especially listener Jazz Burroughs, who's also a designer and illustrator, whose most recent project is called Dictionary Stories, and it's a collection of very short stories entirely composed from example sentences from the dictionary. Find it at dictionarystories.com. If you're interested in supporting this and other podcasts like it, email sponsor at prx.org. Radiotopia from PRX is made possible with support from the Knight Foundation and by MailChimp who celebrate creativity, chaos, and teamwork. Our associate producer is Carrie Caston. Our interns are Hannah Herr and Shelby Elatmani. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing... The truth. Merry Christmas, everyone. Radiotopia. From PRX. Again, that was Santa for President. Produced by Jonathan Mitchell and The Truth Podcast, and commissioned by NPR's All Things Considered. For more stories from The Truth, visit thetruthpodcast.com. Up next, we have something a little more dark for the second half of our show. As Christmas break has rolled around, two friends from college are on their way home for the holidays when a back road leads them into some serious trouble. Campfire Radio Theater stretches outside their masterful Halloween tales to bring us this creepy Christmas story, Dreaming of a Dead Christmas. Enjoy, if you dare. Welcome, friend. Have a seat by the fire. Make yourself comfortable. Something pressed against the storage closet door from the other room. Something breathing, but not quite human. At least not anymore. The wood creaked, but it held fast to the closet's occupant's great relief. A relief that soon melted upon the sound of a key being produced and entering the lock. Turning. Turning. And as the door crept open ever so slightly, a dim shadow greeted them. A leering, saliva-dripping shadow, mad with hunger. You're listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Tonight, a new tale for the holiday season, written by John Ballantyne. A festive little yarn that we like to call Dreaming 
of a dead Christmas. out here for miles. Haven't seen any headlights since you pulled onto this road. You wanted to dodge holiday traffic, right? Sure, but this is like creepy. Are you sure this route is quicker than the interstate? Relax, Kendra. The only thing to worry about out here are deer. Oh, there's another one. I don't like it. It's just like sitting there looking at us. He's like saying... Why are you silly humans going down the spooky old abandoned road? Are you nuts? (laughs) You're so stupid. At least it's paved. Well, barely. Does your mom know you're coming home? No. She still thinks I'm at school. Didn't tell her I was going to hook up with Jared. Shut up. You know how my mom would freak. You're going to spend Christmas with that guy? Are you insane? He's kind of a bad boy, right? Kendra. Anyway, it's best she doesn't know. You know she'll call me. What am I supposed to say? Just fly, Tracy. It isn't that hard. Kendra. Oh, crap. There's another one. You're gonna hit it! <laughs> Tracy, are you okay? My God, he just started out in front of us. Did you see that? Oh, God. What's wrong? Did it hurt the car? Be careful. It might bite you. Did you do Kendra, that wasn't a deer. What do you mean? It's lying there in the middle of the road. You knocked it, like, 20 feet. Oh, Jesus, it's a man I think I killed. Stop playing around, Tracy. Oh, my God, what the hell? What's he doing out here? He looks like a homeless person. Out here in the sticks? I don't think so. I I can't tell if he's breathing. Do you know CPR? Hell no. Oh, Jesus, he's moving. I don't think his arms should be bent like that. You have your phone. Call 911. Yeah, got it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 911, please state the nature of your emergency. Oh, thank God. We need rescue people or something. My friend just hit a guy with her car. Okay, ma'am, what is your location? I, I don't know. Where are we? Miner's Road. We just crossed over into Union County. Did you get that? I'm sorry, did she just say Miner's Road in Union County? What are you girls doing out that way anyway? Nobody travels that stretch of road anymore. Not a good time for a lecture. Can we get some help out here? Well, I I wish I could help you ladies, but we aren't allowed to service that area. Are you kidding me? What century is this? You're friggin' 911! I'm sorry, ma'am. My advice would be to get the injured man to Claude's truck stop. It's about 15 miles up that road, right off the interstate, and we can send EMTs to that location. Is this a joke? Because it sounds like a joke to me. Are you even supposed to move someone in this condition? Why can't you just send a rescue squad out here to us? Well, I'm sorry, but we just aren't allowed to do that. I mean, that stretch of road, well, it... It's out of our service region. This man is dying. I'm terribly sorry. Let's just load him in the car. Are you crazy? You have to do something. Come on, help me. I want that ambulance waiting at the truck stop. Do you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We will dispatch paramedics to that location. Yeah, you do that. Oh, my God. 
What a bunch of hayseeds. Kendra, help me move him. Jesus, I don't want to get blood all over me. What if he has something? I don't see any blood. Just come on. That's crazy. Don't you think we hit him a little bit too hard for there not to be blood? Kendra, let's just get this over with, okay? Here, you grab his feet. Do you smell that? I wasn't gonna mention it. Oh, God. He's, he's rancid. I, I think I'm gonna... Let's just get him to the car. Get out of here. They'll never get the meow out of your upholstery. Can you get the door? Slide him onto the seat. Easy. Easy. Okay. Tracy, he doesn't look so good. I know. Come on. Let's just get out of here. Where's the ambulance? Is he still breathing? I don't know. I think so. Let's go to the diner and wait for the paramedics. Fine. I'd rather be in there than out here with this guy. Kendra, that's cruel. Not any crueler than hitting him with a car. Besides, he gives me the creeps. I know. I kind of had a weird feeling back there on the road. It was kind of like... Like what? Like there were eyes on us from the woods. There were people watching. Oh, thanks. I'm not freaked out enough. Excuse me there, ladies. <laughs> let me, uh, let me grab this door for you. Thanks. A word of advice, I'd, uh, stay clear of the black bean burrito. We'll keep that in mind. We're not here to eat, but thanks. Ah, uh, sure thing, ma'am. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Never thought I'd be so happy to see a truck stop. Let's sit down, come on. I don't believe this. Now, what can I get for you girls? You want something? Claude's got the best coffee in the county. I'm fine. My stomach's in my throat anyway. What's wrong, honey? You two look awfully pale. None of them boys out there been hassling you, have they? We're waiting on paramedics. Paramedics? Somebody out there hurt? Tracy hit... We hit a guy in the car... He just ran out out of nowhere. Where did this happen at? What's that back road we were on? Miner's Road. Miner's Road? Are you sure? Yeah. Why? Oh, you girls shouldn't be out on those back roads like that all by yourselves. Not in Union County and not after dark. Where's this guy you hit? He's in the back seat of the car. God, where's that ambulance? Uh... I'm gonna go have a look, okay? You girls stay right here. Yeah, sure. What's with these people? What a freak show. They're just people, Kendra, like you find anywhere else. I'm sure they think the same thing about you. You're kidding, right? Take it easy, Chester. Easy. Oh, damn. Easy now. Did you see that son of a sonny? Yeah, I saw it. Damnedest thing. Hey, uh, Claw! You back there? Claw! Keep your panties on. I'm coming. Trying to clean that nasty hospital back there before... Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Uh, what the hell happened to you, Chester? Something jumped me from behind the trailer while I was checking the tires. 
Rabbit son of a... So you got any uh, alcohol, peroxide? Yeah, yeah, I got something on. I'll be right back. (laughs) Excuse me? got you good. What's going on? Ah, some damn vagrant out there. Took a hunk out of Chester Hill like he's on the extra value mill. You're gonna have to get that shoulder looked at, Chester. Human bite is worse than a dog bite, they say. This vagrant, uh, what did he look like? Oh, I don't know. He was, uh, he was pretty quick. Dirty. Like he'd been living in a trash dump or something. Had this wild look in his eyes. Never will forget that son of a bitch. Girls, I don't see anybody in the back of your car. What? That's, that's impossible. He was in no condition to move. Chester, what the hell happened to you? Ah, he's bit. Some nutty vagrant running around out there. Tracy, um, Tracy, you don't think that that guy that we hit with your car might Oh, lordy. Y'all stay right here. I'll be right back. Claude? Claude, we got us a situation here. Here, take this towel. Keep pressure on that. Sonny, I'm getting kind of woozy. Well, sit down. Tracy, that dude we hit, is it possible that he's running around biting people? Why don't you call 911 again? Uh, okay. But I think I left my phone in the car, so... Well, go get it. I'm not going out there. There's a maniac running loose. Christ almighty, I'll get mine. No, ma'am. You stay right where you are. Jesus, what in hell? Put down that 12-gauge suit. Y'all just stay put while we work this out. Claude, how many truckers we got out there? Yeah, probably eight or nine. Looks like a rig pulling in now. Claude, what's going on here? Don't know yet, Sonny, but we're gonna have to lock this place down real good till we find out. Sonny, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Chester, am I to understand you've been bit by some stray bone? Here, let me look at that. Oh, that stings something awful. Oh, that... Claude, oh. come take a look at this. Mmm, that's not good. You feeling weak, Chester? Blurry vision? Yeah. Feel like I'm gonna pass out. Is it what I think? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Can't take no chances either way. Chester, I'm real sorry. Yeah. Me too, Chester. What you mean? Now, now, now hold on. Jesus, minute, forgive me. Now, now, what do you... Son of a... Sue? Jesus Christ! Oh, you're crazy. Just His brain's all over the dime. You killed him. What the? There was no choice. Oh, he was boy. infected. Infected? What, what's she talking about? <sighs> that man you girls picked up off Miner's Road was real, real bad news. A dead walker. A Claude? dead walker? This is murder. This is crazy. There are special precautions that have to be taken. <sighs> We're just following protocol, Sonny. Nobody wants a repeat of what happened back in 73. 73? What happened in 73? My parents weren't even born in 73. Put them in the storage closet, so we've got to finish securing this place. Come on, you three. Let's go. Come on. You're not putting me in a closet. I don't want to have to clean you up off the floor, too. Come on. You too, ladies. Hate to do this, but we have to follow protocol. We'll let you out in a few hours if you don't show no symptoms. Wait, wait, wait. Symptoms wait. of what? What's she talking about? Now, Sue, you let us out of here. None of us have been bit. We can't take no chances. Now, you settle down in there, Sonny. I'll check back on you in a bit. Uh, guess I won't be making my drop-off anytime soon. 
You ladies might as well make yourselves at home. There's nowhere to sit. Got some bags of flour here. Yep. Here you go. Thanks. Uh, at least we got us some light. I suppose we could stay here a while. Plenty of canned goods, all that good stuff they... Uh, what have we here? A bottle of Tennessee's finest. Do you know what's going on here? Hmm, possibly. I got an idea, anyway. Want to fill us in? Oh, <laughs> uh, not sure two college gals will believe me. Hell, I don't believe it myself. <sighs> there was an epidemic back in 73. Outbreak of rabies. Only, uh... It wasn't like any rabies anybody's ever seen before. Uh, care for a taste? No, thanks. I've heard other truckers talk, uh, whispered rumors about Union County and Miner's Road, dead walkers and such. Uh, just figured it was a load of BS. They're coming in the back, school. me while I reload. What's happening out there? Well, I imagine that bomb, that bit old Chester, he's probably looking for something to eat about now. Maybe infected a few more truckers out there in the yard. Rabies doesn't work like that. It could take weeks or even months to show. Well, this ain't exactly rabies if the stories I've heard are true. That's just what the feds call it. The official story. Uh, this is something a lot worse. There's two bars coming through the front door! Sure, break it through the Where are the damn authorities? They should have been here by now. I'm running out of ammo! Take cover behind that counter. Use that 38 I got under there. Where are you going, Paul? I got a little box of shells in the back. I gotta get out of here! I can't handle this, Tracy! You know that I can't be in places like this! It's okay, sweetie. It's alright. Just look at me. Look at me. Look straight ahead and breathe. Okay? Everything's gonna be alright. Jesus Christ! There's gotta be something. Something we can do. I wish I knew of something. But right now we're stuck. And truth told, that may be the best break we've had all day. Think they're all dead? Ah, uh, I don't know. Is she okay? Kendra? Oh, she doesn't like tight spaces. Claustrophobia. Of course, neither do I. Is there a way of getting out of here? Well, kick that door open. It's pretty solid, though. Uh, Kendra, she didn't. Uh, she didn't get bit, did she? Will you stop talking about me like I'm not here? I can hear you, you know. We're like in a friggin' closet. Either of you touch him. That, uh, that dead walker. Can we just call them zombies? I mean, isn't that the common vernacular? We both did. We had to in order to load him in the car. Yeah. Never heard of it spreading through touch, but, um... I don't know enough about those things to say. What do you know? 
Uh, just a bunch of old wives' tales and trucker stories. Why they don't shut that road down, close it off. Why do they call it Miner's Road? Uh, it used to be an old coal mine in that part of Union County. It was a pretty happening place back in the day. Till they shut it down. Did they run out of coal? No, there's still plenty of coal in that mine. <laughs> oh, God. I had an old timer oh tell me a story once. Uh, this is back when I was starting out hauling uh, daily loads out of Jonesville. Anyway, we was uh, sharing a cup of coffee before we hit the road at this very stop. And I mentioned something about taking a shortcut on Miner's Road. He told me... Well, he told me that nobody took that road anymore. So I asked him why. <laughs> what he told me gave me a hell of a laugh, but the funny thing was, uh, he wasn't laughing. In fact, he was, he was dead serious. Well? Well, he told me this story about the Union Mining Company tunneling under an old graveyard. How they found a, a shallow coal deposit, kept digging until bodies started falling right out of the roof of the tunnel. Mm, that part I didn't find that hard to swallow. But the old trucker then proceeded to tell me that these bodies were animated. Dead walkers. And pretty damn hungry. Wasn't long after that they had that rabies epidemic in 73. Government came in, sealed off the mine, relocated a lot of folks. They covered it up? Called it rabies? Uh-huh. Of course, they probably thought it was at first. Is that like for realsies, the story? <laughs> Damned if I know. I will tell you this, though. I took that road one time about 20 years ago. Didn't see a single car, truck, or human soul the whole stretch. Had this funny feeling the entire route. A feeling like these real hungry eyes were on me. Never drove it again. What's that? Shh, 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 shh. Somebody just started the jukebox. Maybe it's the police. Oh, should we let them know we're here? I'm not too sure that is the police. Who is that? Is it leaving? Oh my god, Tracy, what are we going to do? Oh lord Jesus. It's coming back. Grab something you can use for a weapon. Can a tomato paste broom handle anything? Hey there, Sue. You're not looking so well. You girls stay behind me. Make a break for it when you wait, get a wait, chance. Wait, wait, wait. What are you? It looks like I found old Claude Stasher Jack back here, Sue. Lucky for me. <laughs> I bet the business end of this bottle will take your head right off. 
Kendra, I might have left them on the table in the diner. Oh no. This is not happening. Oh my god. They're out there. A bunch of zombie truckers are just waiting for us while we're cooped up in this tin can. Get down low in the seat. Maybe they won't see us. Tracy, they can smell us. There were four. Oh Christ, there are eight of them, and they're coming! I forgot about the phone. Is that yours or mine? It's yours. Here you go. That's weird. It's 911. Well, answer for God's sakes. Yes. Hello? Hello? Look, we're in real big trouble now. We're at the truck stop that you told us to go to, and we need police real bad. Or National Guard, or Marines, or whatever you can get. Because there's a bunch of flesh-eating things out there, and- Ma'am, first responders are well aware of your situation. The area has been quarantined. What? What are you saying? Listen to me, listen. It's, it's against all the rules to tell you this, so I'm only going to say it one time. You two have to get out of there. The military has targeted the truck stop, and there is a drone strike en route to your location as we speak. A drone strike? We are not terrorists. Wait, they're going to blow this place up? Yes, ma'am. They'll blow that truck stop to hell. Anything to keep the epidemic from spreading. You need to get out of there as fast as you can. I don't have the car keys. Then run. You may only have seconds. They're all around us. We can't get out of the car. I'm sorry. Good luck, ladies. He hung up. Oh, my God. I don't want to go like this. Kendra, look. There's that one we picked up on the road. She's standing there looking at us. Uh, maybe he's full. Ah! Let go, you asshole! Grab hold of me, Kendra. I won't let them pull you from the car. Hold on! I'm getting eaten by zombies tonight! Let go! That's it. It's over. It's all over. Little lady, you need a lift? 
The name's Tanner. Say, what happened to you? I need to find Tracy. I don't know a Tracy, but if she's in Campobello, that's where I'm headed. We got separated. She's my friend. Well, good to have a friend. Especially during the holidays. You sure you're alright? Looks like you got a call on your phone now. Hello? It's me. Oh my god, Tracy. Thank god you're still alive. Listen, Kendra. Don't come looking for me, okay? What do you mean? You know, Promise like, me, Kendra. Where? I've never asked you for anything before. Just promise me. What am I going to tell your mom? Just lie, you know? <laughs> it's not that hard. Just do this for me, please. Okay? Tracy? The one we hit with the car. He found me. I'm following him into the woods now. I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to spread this. Who killed you? Please, don't do this. I had to call you while I could still reason for myself. While I could speak, form words. You know what's crazy? It's really not that bad. If it only wasn't for the hunger. Tracy, you'll die out there. I'm already dead. Merry Christmas, Kendra. Well, disco lights headed back southbound. Must be something gnarly up that way. You know anything about it? You okay, ma'am? Just take me away from here. As far as we can go. Well, might as well get you some shutter. There, young lady. This old Kenworth's gonna be rolling all night. You've been listening to Campfire Radio Theater. Tonight's tale, Dreaming of a Dead Christmas, was written, directed, and produced by John Ballantyne. Featured in the cast were Tanya Milevic as Tracy, Shelby Sessler as Kendra, John Ballantyne as Sonny, Teresa Ballantyne as Sue, Blaine Hicklin as Chester and the 911 operator, Joe Stafko as Claude, and Alex Pinnock as Tanner. Music by Kevin McLeod and Michael Hoffman. Incidental music by The Experiments, Raining Sound, The Ravenettes, Out of Orion, and Dot. Sound design by Tim Holding and John Ballantyne. Additional sound courtesy of Free Sound Project. Mixing and post-production by John Ballantyne. Visit us at campfireradiotheater.podbean.com and on Facebook at Campfire Radio Theater. And again, that was Dreaming of a Dead Christmas, produced by Campfire Radio Theater.
For more information and other spooky tales, visit campfireradiotheater.podbean.com. Well, you've spent another hour of your evening listening to audio dramas with us, and for that, I thank you. We hope that you are all having a happy holiday season this month, and we'll be back next week with another set of holiday tales. In the meantime, if you'd like to hear this and other past episodes, you can find them on our website, midnightaudiotheater.com. Along with information on our current script writing competition, currently open for submissions, the winning scripts will be produced and aired on our show in the following year, and you'll be able to hear the finished stories from last competition in a few weeks' time. You can also hear our winners from past years under our MAT Features tab on our website, and be sure to check online for more information on the contest as well. You can also send us your questions or comments at midnightaudiotheater at gmail.com, and while you're online, feel free to like us at our Facebook page. I'm Kathy Ranella, signing off until next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks for listening. BBC World News is up next.